0: You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends.
1: Minimize the fear, expand your awareness. Welcome back, everyone. It is your favorite host, Mariah. I have a new friend I'm really excited to introduce you all to. So I have Alex Leo here, and he is um, on a documentary that is going to be coming out very shortly. Depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be out. Um, but Alex, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, this new documentary we really want to tune into. <laughs> well,
0: thank you first for having me. This is, this is an honor and a privilege. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, I, I'm a health reporter uh, who made my first documentary about sex education frankly because uh, I was tired of I think my friends were tired of me yelling and screaming about how awful sex education was and 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 wanting to do something about it so so essentially uh, I, I you know cobbled together a few bucks, a uh, small crew and kind of traveled the country, Canada uh, kind of asking all the deep kind of dark kind of sexual shames i had to different researchers educators uh you know even a priest a lot of different people i ended up talking to my parents about all this um and trying to figure out like why do we what did we do with this sexual shame we're all kind of born into to? and then because it doesn't feel like it's serving me
1: mm-hmm. but i
0: don't know how to handle it and, and then the the result is the documentary
1: the result is a wonderful documentary
0: <laughs> thank
1: you i i had the privilege of getting like early i guess introduction gotta watch it so <laughs> Um, so much of it. I was like, yes, thank you for sharing that. And really cool, all the people you were able to interview on that. Um, but tell me a little bit more about Health Reporter. What does a health reporter do? How did you get started in this area too? Yes. Yeah,
0: so, so I guess you could say that um because I'm gay, uh the health and sciences were some place that I was naturally drawn to because it was the only place that could actually help me understand and conceptualize and explain what was going on because the world around me was telling me that i was wrong uh, but when it comes to just straight up science and research like you know you you, you can't fudge the data in it. and the data are clear that that people are gay it's totally a normal you know result of biology uh, it happens in almost every animal species uh, and i started doing digging there and, and i started realizing oh this is kind of stuff people know about this you know people know about the wide, diverse sexual relationships and identities that people have, uh, but no one is telling them about it. And i you know, I kept kind of thinking, well, isn't this the point of school? Isn't this the point of education? Isn't this the point that we learn the facts? And, and, and you can come to a different value or different idea of you can see the truth and still decide that's wrong or bad. I, 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 I you know, you're entitled to your opinion. But uh, that fact that people weren't even saying the truth to me uh just just infuriated me. In it. And so so that was kind of just a uh, it, and then you slowly realize how much um you know we, we're not really um that that I, I didn't have the background and training to understand what does it mean to put together a healthy life, you know, from nutrition to mm. to uh, mental health, uh to exercise, all these things that 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 can you know that contribute to a healthy lifestyle. Um, there's a lot of bad information out there, and there, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, I think things are better, but if you think, look at like Cosmo from the '90s. If you oh, look at gosh. like, you know, like a lot of these, predatorial, health, <laughs> yeah, health magazines. But they're really trying to just sell you something, or they're trying to make you feel bad about yourself. And, um, and 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 sexual health is a huge component to how healthy you are, uh, how well you are. And so, um, you know, I, I, I so I, I, I went on a journey of being a health reporter. Uh, but a lot of my stories about sex, frankly, were, were rejected by my, my editors. They, they were, you know, <laughs> you, you know, and I get it. You know, they have to they have to toe a line there. There's uh, the, the stories I wanted to do about sex, like anal sex, masturbation, all these things that happen that are, you know, that people are doing and enjoying and living wonderful, meaningful, you know, normal lives. Um, it was still too taboo. And, and so mm. that, and so I just started thinking, you know, I'm going to start putting this stuff on YouTube. Fun, you know. You know things I was learning about, you know all sorts of different sexual research, and through that it slowly started crafting into. I started meeting all these cool people, and like you know, I wish I could just spend a day with them and let people hear what they're telling me because it's really helping me recontextualize sexual shame and and how it's really uh, something that uh, is taught. You know, it's not inherent, Uh, and and uh, you can that means you can kind of teach your way out of it too. You can learn your way out of it. So so. Uh, as I was going on this journey, I thought, well, maybe, maybe we'll put together a camera crew, put it, put it together. I, I, you know, this, this is now eight years ago. I, I, I was my first, first day to shoot. So this has been a long journey. I did not think it would take this long in any way. Um, but, but what the result is you see, I, I, I have a totally new relationship with my body, with sex, sexual relationships. Um, it takes a long time, but, but if you work at it a little bit each day, you know, your, your life can be just so much more meaningful.
1: Oh, I love that. Work on it each day. Oh. Um, you know, that's uh, my next question is, how do you feel like you've changed since before this documentary process to today?
0: So a lot of people ask me, um, so are you, do you no longer have sexual shame? Like, are, are you rid of it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> like, that's <laughs> Yeah, <I'm> like, no. <laughs> like, I will always, you know, you kind of, it's just imprinting. It's the culture you grow up in the way you were raised, the culture you live in, like, you will always have that shame, and it'll never go away. But I would say how I changed is I recognize it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, so so much of my life, I've repressed it, I've, I've ignored it, I've tried to drink it away, or take drugs to t- make it go away, or or get into, you know, really unhealthy sexual relationships, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deal with it in a really unhealthy way. But now, I feel like I recognize it right away. I can name it right away. I can talk to some about it right away. And that's that's the best way to kind of get rid of the darkness is shine light on it. And so, uh, you know, interviews like this, you know, talking to audiences, putting yourself out there, it's terrifying. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's just, you know, you, you, sometimes you do react in a, in a bad way or a negative way, um, but it's just so much easier to handle. So I feel like I now have, at least have the tools to deal with it. And I'm able to now craft a life, a sex life, especially um, that is fun. And it's, it's playful and it's different and new and changing. And it's something that, uh yeah, it's still kind of new. I, I talk a lot about how it's like learning a new language or being in a new country for, you know, it's like, you, you know, you're still kind of figuring it out. You don't know what's going on, but it's exciting. And so, so that's kind of where I am now.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you think there were, were any answers that, kind of surprised you that you found along this journey that you were like, I still don't quite agree. (laughs) I still see it a different way.
0: Yeah. You know, I I think I, 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 so, so I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, Catholicism comes with its, you know, a whole bunch of baggage when it comes to sex. Um, And so uh, one of the things I knew I wanted to do was talk to a Catholic priest. And so I talked to a Catholic priest in, in the movie um, it, I specifically chose one who I think what it, it was kind of he's he is definitely on on on, uh, on the more progressive end of the church let's say mm. he's someone who who uh, is,
1: is
0: trying to get the church to change but I but I, I you know the, the, really I went in there being like you kind of see how this is wrong so how can you still be a Catholic how can you still be part of this institution that is causing so much pain uh, for something that is one of the most beautiful joyous parts of being a human and Uh, and, and, you know, I, am still not fully there, but, but he has a definition of sex, uh, that really has changed a lot of how I see the world in in that sex is not intercourse, it's not penetration. It's this kind of spectrum of human connection and joy and pleasure and love. And in conversations, you know, I, I think a good way to put it is like, you know, sometimes it is like holding hands with someone you love can be more of a sexual thrill than actually having sex with someone you actually don't care for. You know, it, it's like yeah. a, thinking about sex in a way that's much more about what is the, it, it's just a, a spiritual side of sex. I put it, I'll just put it kind of that way, you know, that because I've been so, you know, harmed by the church, I've really deadened and numbed that spiritual side, that connection of awe and beauty and wonder that that sex can bring uh, uh I've, I've really deadened that side of me um and so it it is weird and new to kind of think about it in those terms and think about it in terms of seeing kind of sex everywhere but not but not sex in the sense of like you know intercourse but sex in the sense of like the beauty of what it means to be a human in in connection in community all those things I'm still I, as you can tell I don't have the words for it yet but it's <laughs> It's kind of like this new awakening in me that I see that I've been so scared uh, so long to express sexuality or to be sexual, you know, and I don't know if that's the best way to put it, um, But but what would the world look like if we got rid of all that sexual shame, you know, How much more, you know, things simple as like a pat on the back, a compliment about a person's energy, those types of things that I really have repressed about myself because I'm scared of, of feeling too sexual, but that is part of the, 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 the playground. And it is part of the thing that makes life so wonderful. Um, And so what is, what, what does my life look like if I stop trying to control that?
1: Yeah. Wow. How incredible. And, and I love that you shared that, you know, the, the harmful messages that came from that religious upbringing. Um, me coming from a Mormon upbringing and having the exact same uh, concerns and um, disconnecting, shutting off mm. the spiritual side. I mean, as soon as you hear anyone talking about religion, all you can think of is spiritual and not just, re- you know, spirituality without the religion or, right. or, um, part of it and being able to open that up, that's a huge piece of you. I think spirituality and sexuality, you know, are are just baked into absolutely everything, just like, you know, uh you were just saying. So to be able to connect those two again is really cool for yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think I I I now I see so many people out there who I think, you know, I, I think it's easy sometimes to to make fun of say politicians or spiritual leaders who are frankly being pretty uh, harmful in their rhetoric harmful in the policies they put to get put out and and really really just uh, you know I, I can just see how it's affecting someone like me 20 years ago you know kids but then I sometimes I think you know I, I instead of rage now I I do kind of feel sadness that that this person might never experience kind of the full you know spectrum of human joy and pleasure and connection and, and focusing on that and, and thinking about that has been a really much more healthy way than to just be, frankly, angry. You know?
1: Yeah, the full spectrum. It's not just the on or off, the black or white. Yes. <laughs> it's just <laughs> such a spectrum. And, um, I think, you know, anytime you talk about uh, sex or sexuality, people immediately go to like the darkest places they can think mm-hmm. of, you know, the harm that it does do, um, which I'm sure if we say religion, <laughs> a lot of people probably were just get there a minute ago, mm-hmm. the darkest places, the harm mm-hmm. that it has created, um, but really wanting that connection. Uh, so, uh, part of that documentary, you are actually, you kind of start and you end with your parents, with your yeah. family, <laughs> um, which is really an interesting thing for myself because my parents still don't know about this podcast. It's been going for a few years now (laughs) and, you know, we're over a hundred (laughs) episodes. And so it's just one of those things that uh, still carry that shame, but also really Mm. worried about judgment. Mm -hmm. So when you were going to your parents, um, tell me about like that first interaction to the later interaction, kind of how, you know, maybe that judgment or, relief or just different side of that connection?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of people have talked to me about like, Oh, how do I talk to my parents? How, you know, the way you talk to yours, how do you do that? And and I, I have to be clear, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, you have to know your parents. It's so different. It's so individual, you know, it, it's, it's, i I. I don't want to say I'm advocating you. You all of a sudden talk about your sex life with your parents, you know. <laughs> like, like I, I, that was it for me. It was. I think. Um, I had spoken to so many researchers, sex educators, who had just sp- talked about how shame starts really in the home, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's often not something. It's it's never really uh, intended. It's you know your parents, their parents, their parents, their parents. You know, it's just the culture. It's just something that no one has really grown up with being comfortable talking about for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't necessarily want to talk to my parents about it, but because we we're hearing this so much from different educators, my producers, my creative partner, I was like, well, maybe we should talk to your parents about this. You know, I, at, you know, I, I resisted a lot the personal side of the story, but, but uh, I'm, in the end, I'm, I'm very glad that, that I was persuaded and I had a very safe uh, set of, set of cre- creative partners. Um, but yeah, it was something where, you know, we had never had to talk about sex, we never really mentioned the word, you know, it's it never, but but at the same time, I, I knew that, that there wasn't necessarily going to be any problem. Because when I first came out of the closet, their first reaction was, how do we make sure you're okay? So it was mm-hmm. a very loving reaction. It was very much a um, you know, get you into therapy. Let's meet gay people in the community. Let's show you that there's a future, that, that this is not something that will, is, a, will end your life and you can still have life with meaning. Um, but it's still something, you know, we're not, none of us are really comfortable talking about those things. And so, um, In a way, I feel like it's something we all wanted to talk about, but I needed the artifice or the filter of making a movie, having it deal with work, you know, for us to all actually have that conversation and we needed some sort of force functioning, uh, a reason to do that um and so yeah it was it was I mean um we we definitely had mimosas before we got a little loose you know um (laughs) love that we we, the interview in the movie is probably uh, I don't know three minutes four minutes but it's a whole like hour and a half of us talking before we get to the real meat um and yeah I, I think um it's one of those things where um, I'm lucky to have the parents I have. Parents are open, honest, supportive, even if they don't know what's going on or how, what I'm doing or making this movie that feels controversial, taboo. Um, and and I think um, it's kind of like um, you know you know we do the and then and then you know five years later we have the end conversation of 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 you know everything I've learned, everything I've taught, and getting really deep into all the deep dark shames I think that I had that I could never reveal to my parents. Um, no. But, you know, you, you don't see that five years of you the don't. slow chipping away of, you know, and, and, and I think one of the things people ask, like, oh, I don't talk to my parents back. I'm like, well, you know, you, you don't dive right in. You know, it's it's <laughs> um, it's like coming out of the closet. You know, when I first came out of the closet saying the words I'm gay, you know, I would have vomited before. It, it was so terrifying. And then you do it over and over and over again to more and more and more people you meet people you have relationships and then all you know and then now I'm talking to someone i just met about my sex life right it it, it happens but very slowly and the same thing with my parents you know it's little things you know where um you know you know there's something in the news that maybe is sexual there's someone in your you all know that's having a, a issue talk around the issue, you know, and slowly, once you get more and more comfortable, talk, saying the word, you know, even just saying the word sex or saying the word penis or saying the words, you know, little, little ways of doing, you know, it takes a little baby steps, but slowly, you know, it's amazing when you are, you slowly open up to someone, all of a sudden, you can talk about your childhood masturbation. And and it's something that's actually kind of a joke and it's funny. And it's something that's not as terrifying as it would have been 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So that, uh, the five years, man, the slowly chipping away, you know, and that's where it really comes in. And this isn't daily growth, you know, it's an intentional setting where you're wanting to grow and to continue that path of, um, sexual enlightenment, I'm just yes. saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but, uh, curbing the shame and calling it out. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, I'm a mom of three. My oldest oh. is almost 13. Okay. And, um, it's one of those that I'm like, I always picture myself. I'm still the child that I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. how do I talk to about my parents? But I was like, I have active young adults in my home. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they're, they're asking questions and, and other things, but it's really funny. I still look at it through the lens of like how I would have appreciated support mm-hmm. or, and things. So, but, I'm like, I, it's going to be very interesting. It's an active social experiment right now yes. on how my kids are going to, to grow up. And hopefully shame is something that's, um, not nearly as gut wrenching in yeah. this area than it was, you know, I, you, you expressed the, the trying to drink it away, the even, yeah. even drugs, you know, for me, suicide attempts, self-harm, mm. um, and, and absolutely then the negative sexual uh, encounters to try yeah. to just get away from it when yeah. you're really creating more harm <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that turns out it's-
0: <laughs> well, well and in a way it's funny I, I first thought I was making this movie for uh, kids and I kind of was my like my 13 year old self and I think you can it is kind of but in the end it, it's ended up so much being more uh, about parents like about the connection between parents and children and how sad it is that um, you know, that, that I disconnected from my parents at such a young age, because I was so scared about this aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. And none of us were equipped with the tools to talk about it in a healthy way. And, and how many years we wasted just tiptoeing around disconnecting from our love and our connection and, and, and hiding sides of ourselves from each other. Um, when really, there was no need, you know, that 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 ultimately, we love each other, and we want to be there for each other. Um, but this thing, this, the sexual shame was preventing it. And, and, um, yeah, I think, you know, life is short. How many more times am I going to see my parents in a year? You know, it, it's, it's something where, you know, why not know all the things and know them as an actual human being as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been just a great way, you know, our, our relationship now feels like, like we're actually learning new things about each other, which is kind of, kind of interesting and strange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear, um, how your work and your bravery to go and explore this has impacted their relationship with one another and their relationship <laughs> with their own sexuality, you know, just kind of hearing about it from that too. It's always curious, like, okay, if my child can go do this and ask some hard questions and some uncomfortable questions, what am I not doing? Or, you know, I can do it too. Um, so it's just interesting to hear. So I love that you kind of ended again with, chatting with your folks and um hearing you know their side it's yeah (laughs) yeah, ultimately
0: the the solution is having conversations right people there's no right way everyone is individual you know I've kind of learned you know I, I would I would say before the movie I was I would consider myself sex positive which I still kind of do um but but I I kind of take a step back now where I'm like maybe I should just be more neutral that 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 ultimately um, a better way is to be a place where you can listen to someone where they are, no matter where they are. Cause you know, I think in the past, I might've said something like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta try anal at least once. You know, you got, you gotta do this. You, you know, why aren't you, you, know, you haven't lived if you, you know, but people are different. People are are not the same and and, and wherever they are, it's fine. But, but what, what we can all do is be a per- place where if someone has real questions or struggling with something, or just want to talk about their day or, how they interact with a person uh, to be a source of listening is, is a skill that I'm still trying trying to develop. Yeah.
1: That's really beautifully said. Um, sex, sex neutral <laughs> is <laughs> what we're going for, right? <laughs> um, you know, I think having that that pendulum overswing to like everyone needs to learn about sex, and we all have to do try right. all this, and you have to all be like really cool with all touching mm-hmm. your own body and blah right. blah 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 but that actually creates shame on the other side of this picture exactly. too, but like, exactly. but I'm still not okay with this. And, yeah. um, I did, I had a friend who, who was listening to the podcast and she was just like, man, that's great. But like, I, I stopped listening because it's not really for me because this, this, and this, and again, it was the, the shame that came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Whoa, that was really eye opening to hear that wow. experience from her. Yeah. Um, that just helped me realize that, yeah, we can be a little more neutral to be more safe, to actually allow people to then create their own positive messages around sex, not sex positivity, meaning, um, I'm shoving it down your throat. It's more Mm -hmm. of just you. I want you to have your own positive journey and positive relationship with sex. Whatever mm-hmm. that looks like.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, so I that's cool. yeah. That's something I'm still learning because, uh, you know, my, my instinct is to kind of, it's kind of like a middle finger to, you know, conservatives. But, you know, if, that's, <laughs> if if they're happy that, you know, who am I to judge? You know, yeah.
1: Right. It's only, I only get angry when someone else tries to control how exactly. I'm expressing my se- sexuality. Exactly. But I guess we're doing that the other way too. If we're like too much of it and forcing yeah. it upon, um, you know, that brings up, sex education in schools. Mm. And, um, part of that right now is really heavy. There's yeah. so much controversy right now. Um, you know, and in fact, Utah just, uh, said no to a bill that was going to have sex education include consent. Mm. So there's so many people that were really, really frustrated and really upset about that, but they were also saying no to other things that were in that bill. And, and so it's just, it's really hard. And then it's really, it's even harder when everyone who says no says it's should be on the family, you know, it's, it's should be personalized and in the family, but we also aren't being equipped with many tools or resources. Right. right. It would be great in the family.
0: It would be great if your family was made of nurses and doctors or, you know, you know, health professionals and sure. yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but I think that's a big, um, and yes, of course, uh, it should start with the family, and that 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 is a given. Uh, uh, your a parent has complete rights to instill the values of the family into their children, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the problem is that um, most families are simply not talking about sex in the home, and when they do, it's it's framed as like the talk, like it's you sit them down. Lucky if it's thirty minutes, it's probably more like five minutes, and it's the parent asking the child like what questions do you have you know when their whole life they've never shown that they're willing to have these difficult uncomfortable conversations you know and so it's it's really and and i don't i i used to have a lot of blame and anger for these parents but but i I get it you know i would probably be the exact same way um you know if i never had a sex education if i was still living in a lot of sexual shame Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'd be terrified about what uh, a, a teacher at my child's school was talking about sex when I can't even talk about it, it to my child, you know, you know, I, I so I am a lot more empathetic than I was before starting the movie. Um, and in many ways, that's why I think the film is for parents. I want parents to see, you know, it's really not that scary, you know, that we show these sex ed classes with parents and children, and, you know, I, I going oh, awesome. to these classes you know, you know, the first time that the, the nurse says like the word masturbation in a room full of kids and parents, I'm like ripping my seat like, oh, this is nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're way too young. But you realize these kids are already thinking about these things, you know, that it's natural for a, a, a child to be curious about their body. And, and they know that that some parts of their body feels good. Some parts doesn't, you know, they need to understand good touch, bad touch, consent, boundaries. And the only way you get there is with open and honest communication and practice. And so um, in many ways, I feel like, you know, if if only parents could get that sex education, we'd be in a much better place. (laughs) If only a lot of these parents or conservatives or politicians could understand like how much that they don't understand um and 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 if we could frame that conversation of sex ed it is not to teach your kids how to have sex or 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 what they should do with this thing we call sex that really sex education is to help families have these conversations you know it's to help give people the vocabulary and the practice of of having these difficult conversations um in, in a way i i i i wonder if that could be a way kind of to break through because I do think we all want the same thing in the end. We just again, are living in so much, I myself included, was living in so much ignorance and shame that it's hard to see a path forward.
1: Hmm. Well, just even, you know, you were saying your history of being a health re- or, you know, health reporter and, and why that was triggered that because of your lived experience, mm-hmm. um, you know and so many people have a, a lived experience that they had reasoning, um, to choose the choices they have. And so it's, it's really hard if I'm not empathetic towards their lived experience yeah. and to the fear of the unknown. Cause there is mm-hmm. a lot of unknown, just yes. like I was saying, I, yes. my kids are active <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I, <laughs>
0: um,
1: you know, I can tell you a lot of the, the research and everything is pointed positively in this direction, mm-hmm. but I still can't tell you for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm still a very flawed human. So who knows if I'm creating <laughs> I create any more shame and I think or fear,
0: it, I think it all is just communication. That that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not know the answers. It's okay to try and fail. Um. But but what where the real problems come in is when that happens and you don't talk about it and you don't mm-hmm. try to clean it up or you don't try to talk about how your insecurities or fears and then, and then problems start to fester from that because. Um, you know, I I think through this process, I've learned that people can really get through anything in a relationship together. um, If all the cards are on the table, but if something is being held back, um, you just can't, you just can't happen. And so if there's something that's blocking you in your sex life, relationships, whatever it is, um, you know, doing that really scary, difficult terrifying work of, of figuring out what you're afraid of and what you're ashamed of and all that and bringing it to light. Um, you know, I just can't recommend it enough. It's it's work, but but it's it, it really pays off in ways that, you know, the world is so much more beautiful than I could have ever imagined and 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 um, you know, uh, I have to also it wasn't just the movie. I have to credit great therapists. I have to credit a lot of great people in my life. Um, but 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 if I've one message from this whole film it's, it's just talk about it. Have these conversations.
1: Mm. So would it be too simplistic to say you are calling for communication education?
0: <laughs> I know I don't think that's too simplistic at all. I, I think I think ultimately um, that is that is the key that 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 we're in as a culture uh, as Americans yes. we're, we're we're so unequipped to. to talk about these things to talk about our feelings you know Mm -hmm. and and sexual feelings are such a huge part of our emotional landscape um and, and that's really the part that we're all afraid of right right like we all know how to have sex you just go online it's so easy to know the mechanics of sex now it's so easy to know how to prevent pregnancy how to prevent disease all these things that sex education used to be for right but now with the internet it's that stuff we get what we don't get is like, how do we make this sex thing feel good? How do we make this sex thing work for us? How do we make mm-hmm. sure that our partners feel good? How do we make sure that, you know, this is a, and 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 if you don't talk about it, I, I mean, I, I, I probably went 10 years never expressing to a partner if something felt bad, which is crazy, right? But I was so concerned about how the performance I was giving, you know, I was so concerned about these things that Yeah, it's it's really ultimately and like communication, and 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 it's this is one of the most difficult things to communicate about. So so of course we need as much help and practice as possible, and 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 schools are one part, but parents are the other. So it all has to work together in order for it to be successful.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, it's such a great call to action, right? Uh, We have all the information at our fingertips, but how to apply it is really yeah. what
0: we need support on. It's so hard. It's <laughs> even if you're, even if you're, you know, in it and good at it, the second you meet a new person, the second you get into a new, a new interaction, no interaction is the same. It's, it's hard and it, to be in the moment, to, to actually communicate your fears and your feelings, man, that, that, that's something that, that uh, it will take, you know, uh, you'll never get to the point where you feel completely uh, comfortable with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of discomfort in it. Um, you know, in our political climate, um, you know, in the, in the United States, especially it is so divided. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when first started this podcast, I was like, it's just about sex. I want to, you know, I'm salty from the lack of sex education I had. (laughs) I really wanted to just explore all the answers that I never got. And you know, and then someone came on, they were like, So it's a political podcast. I was like, no, not political? <laughs> and then she was like, You you are political for just having that. And so it was really a hard identity um or at least awareness that it was like interesting, everything I am doing can have a political impact, um, a ripple effect. Yeah. And so You know, I, I love even more. I'm definitely going to adopt the, the sex neutrality (laughs) of just, I want that to be a safe place. I don't want it to be, I'm right. You're wrong. I never wanted it to be like that. I am still a little salty. I am still healing from my own trauma. Same, same, (laughs) um, And I don't want anyone ever to experience that. And I I would love to protect more people from that, regardless if it's, you know, one extreme viewpoint or the other, but, um, I feel like we're getting worse and worse before we're getting better and better.
0: It is very, very, through this whole process, you know, I realized how much I was not listening uh, to the other side that, that but I was asking them to listen and respect me. You know, it's like this total hypocrisy on my side. That, mm-hmm. and, I was, and, and the beginning of the film, frankly, it was much angrier. It was much confrontational, antagonistic. I was out to destroy the other side for what they Ooh. had done to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but quickly you realize like, oh man, like, like everyone has it tough. Everyone has it tough about this stuff. It's so complicated, it's so hard. You know, and and the last thing someone needs is, is someone they don't know to tell them that they're wrong and all these things from a life that they um, have, you know, that in which they haven't really heard from other people. And, and so it uh, became very clear very quickly that um, that if I wanted real love, real respect, real understanding from those who maybe hadn't given it to me in the past, the only way through was to do the same. And it created these amazing conversations with, like, a Utah State Senator, with, um, you know, the Catholic priest, with, 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 you know, anti-abortion protesters. Um, it made me realize really that 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 we're all much more similar than we are not. That we all are looking for this crazy thing called meaning, you know, and and how we find that is is so different and individual and unique. And and the more we can just again talk about these things, I think without you know it's hard don't tell me really, it's very hard <laughs> one of the hardest things to do is to love someone uh, who you disagree with um but but it's it's if it, it, the more we can practice that um really the you know in a weird kind of roundabout way the the better sex will be for all of us so, so, so that's kind of like the one thing i come come around to understand that the only way through is by being just like radically loving and understanding and, and that's a, a challenge
1: hmm. So, if you did a part two, <laughs> a sequel, if you will. Um, what what things that you know either didn't make it into this film or that you think are are worthy of a conversation still in this realm? Yeah. What are some things that are come that come up for you?
0: Well, we joke that uh, the sequel will be called Kink Queer" because we talked to some amazing you know kink activists, queer activists, scientists, researchers, educators. Um, you know, one of the most difficult cuts that we had to make was we spent a whole day at a trans healthcare center, uh, where all the, where all the doctors are trans and the nurses are trans and, and it's, and it's the patients are trans. And, you know, we quickly, you know, in the editing room, we quickly understood like, oh man, this require this could be, it's a whole documentary on its own. You really need so much time to give an issue like gender it's due, um, and so you know the, the one thing I will say from that interview that really got me thinking is, you know that I, we we spoke to uh, to a nurse there, a uh, trans man who who did get surgery, got, uh, you know, taking hormones, all that. Uh, but he intimated to, you know that that he, at this point in his life, he wonders if he would have done all of that if society had just accepted him as he was you know, well, there's a lot of the gender debate right now is like, it's too young for these kids to be taking hormones mm-hmm. or to be getting surgeries. It's too young for these kids to transition. And it's, you know, how can they be in sports and all this stuff? But, but, but I think now, and I, I had those same concerns, you know, it does seem kind of extreme mm-hmm. uh, for kids to go through these very, you know, these life altering, body altering procedures. Um, but, but then I, after talking with him, I thought, you know, I, I've had this all wrong. I flipped it in my head. Um, if I really care about these kids and I don't want these kids to get surgeries and go through these medical procedures that are have inherent risks in them, that, you know, a medical procedure is always risky. Um, the, the, the way to, to stop them from doing that is to create a world in which these kids feel completely loved and accepted in the bodies that they have, you know, mm-hmm. and, and most people and most of us are not doing that. You know, most of us are not. Um uh, there for these kids in a way that makes them feel loved and beautiful for, for the bodies they have. And, and, and so, you know, that's, that's my retort to a lot of these, these, you know, quote unquote, concerned parents. Um, you know, these kids are doing these things because it's only way that they can probably feel safe in a world that is so hostile to them. You I know, have that, to
1: pass. I have yes, to meet your expectations of this gender. Ex-
0: exactly. And Other, that-
1: creates extreme measures for me. Right. To hit
0: that, And, and I, wow. and I get that. And so, and so, you know, and, 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 you know, this, this nurse would basically said, like, if people were okay with a man with breasts, taking their shirt off in a, in a beach, I would never have gotten the surgery. Mm-hmm. But the second I did that people freaked out to the point where I felt unsafe. So, oh, yeah. so, so what's the choice? And, and, and that really blew my mind. Like, yes, I, I I'll admit, you know, like, if I saw that you know 10 years ago, I would have been uncomfortable. I would have wondered what was going on and, and, and now I see that much more as a just a, just a, a, a part of how I contribute to the sexual shame of others and how how my beauty standards that, that I've tried to fit and conform to because I wanted to be loved and accepted by society that really didn't love or accept me you know you know all these I kind of like you know screwed up stuff that, that you go through um, to, to, to realize that, that I'm not uncomfortable with them, I'm com- uncomfortable with myself. I, I have a shame in me that is making me try to get get this person to fit because that's what I had to do. And so it's been this whole process where I'm like, okay, I, I understand now how, um, you know, the, the, that, that we're all very, this is all very new. And, 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 and hopefully though, um, you yeah, the work I do can continue to help people to understand and think about empathize with with those perspectives.
1: It's really, really cool. Um, I hope you get the opportunity to to create that next one because it sounds <laughs> <too>. very fascinating. <laughs> um, so where can everyone donate for this next one? <laughs> um, but, you know, we were talking before we we started to hit record and I said, what else is coming up for you that either didn't make the cut or didn't make it into the movie that is still really worthy of a conversation. Cause this is the point that you kind of can <laughs> pull in. Hey, subtext, kids <laughs> text. Um, you know, what are some other things that come up for you uh, that are either, if you aren't able to create a documentary or share messages <laughs> that you're hoping someone else does it yeah. is worthy of more call to attention.
0: Yeah. I think the thing that's, that, that is kind of really, I wish we had had time to put in the film is, is, is this fear you know, I think a lot of parents or, or concerned parents, you know, I, I I think there are some people who are using sex ed as a cynical ploy to divide us uh, and further their kind of demagoguery, which I, I don't, you know want to pay too much heed to. But I think there are some concerned parents who, I think, in good faith, um do not um, do not want their kids to be exposed to you know sex, sexually graphic images, explicit images in the classroom. They think that porn is being showed. They think, you know, you know, the, this, this idea of groomers, right? That, 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 that teachers are somehow grooming their children, their children to be uh, uh, susceptible to abuse and all these things. And, and I think the one thing that's, that's, that was difficult for me to wrap my head around, but I understand now um, is some research done by some amazing sex educators who their, their main goal was to prevent that very thing grooming sexual abuse how does this happen how do how do we prevent this and and their answer was comprehensive sex education as early as possible we're talking two three years old oh, yeah, yeah. and and um you know and, and the reason is because when they went to prisons and talked to child molesters they asked who how do you pick your victims and they picked the victims that clearly are not comfortable talking about their bodies who are clearly not in conversation with any adults about sex and sexuality because a child that doesn't know how to talk about these things will never talk about it with an adult and 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 sex education is the pathway in which these predators have nowhere to hide you know that 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 and and I, it's it's such a difficult wow. It's such a difficult argument to make because we have to wade through so much cultural baggage and 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 upbringing. um, um but but my message is, you know if you don't want it in in schools, that's fine, but you have to be talking about this in the home earlier than you think, because you know very early kids are exploring. and very early, you know, I, I think that the best way to to illustrate this is often, and this happened to me, I think, you know, Little kids will naturally just touch themselves. They'll explore their body, and then when they touch their genitals, a parent will wi- wipe their head, hand away. Or they'll talk about elbow, knees, and toes, but skip over a huge part of their body. And and kids will pick up so early that this is somehow like a shameful part of their body, a shameful thing to do. So if someone else does, you know, God forbid, touch them in there, they think they've done something wrong. They think they done something bad. And if they hear from their parents that teaching about these things in school is bad. It will ruin them. It'll make them into um, perverts or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the message they get isn't that somehow they're staying pure and innocent. The message is that um, if anyone ever talks about this with me or tries to do anything there, this is something that is bad and wrong, and they will never report it. And, and so I, I just, it's, it's, again, it's such a difficult argument to make because I get why people are afraid of it. But, but that's the one thing that, that I wish my one message to parents is, is that, that your kids are already thinking about these things. They need someone to talk about them. You know, if you have to be there, if you have to talk to a nurse with someone, if you need someone else to be there while you're there, but please, please, please have these conversations. Cause it is, it is the best way to prevent the worst thing happening to your kids.
1: Absolutely. I mean, arming them with information. Um, and yes, we can talk about this over <laughs> no. and over again. Age
0: appropriate, age appropriate. And that's the thing that's hard Early and to undertake often. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Too. Yeah. Just like
1: you were saying, you know, uh, historically, you're thinking like the talk and it's yeah. one and done and it's really quick. And it's just like, hey, cool, I did it. <laughs> I can check that off my list and never be uncomfortable again. But um, often, even, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that's something yeah. learning from my kids and sometimes not even waiting till they're absolutely curious, but gentle probes, because if they're curious, but they don't know something even exists, how can they be curious? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously my kids are probably armed with a lot more information than other kids and, and, um, made a joke or something. And I was like, do you know what that, that means? (laughs) Or do you know why that could actually really, really hurt somebody? I know it's a joke for you. And the people who identify, you know, that you're around, but somebody else isn't, has a seat at that table and they don't get to say anything about that joke. And you're really talking about that early and often, you know, Mm. looking at it at different viewpoints, you were even saying, you know, kids who, who do get groomed and, and predators do try to go look for, because they're probably already ashamed or, or can't talk to other adults but they might say something to a friend or another kid. Mm-hmm. Am I teaching my own children how to listen to what their friends say? Um, and is that something? And that was a really, really, really hard conversation and a hard lesson that we're still wow. having with my, my kids and still discovering. I um, said, educated a friend who his friend was not prepared for some of that information. <laughs> hmm. And so I said, Our, your job, because you know a lot of things, isn't to educate others, but to maybe give them um, opportunities to find better information. So it's like, if you hear your friends talking about, you know, a blow job and they think it's this <laughs> or, or that, and it's really not, you know, maybe you could say, Hey, you might want to talk to an adult about that one. I don't think you're, I don't think you're right.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love um, that. That's amazing.
1: You know, so to even, even asking your kids uh, and their friends. Hey, do you, how would you help your friend if your friend told you mm-hmm. someone touched me or something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if I've even really prepared my kids, yeah. but, um, it just brought that up, you know, cause we yeah. can still even help our kids be allies and, yeah. um, support for them. But, uh, I want to put you on the spot. Okay. How do you define sex?
0: <laughs> yeah, so so it's it's a ever evolving definition, but I think at its core the thing that makes sex sex is vulnerable intimate pleasurable connection. You know, it's it's that thing when you're in, you know, I've had some conversations that were more sexually charged than being like actually penetrated you know you know it's like it's like a it's it's that thing and and, and thinking about sex that way mm-hmm. that that that's so much of my thinking about sex is like very like goal oriented like I need to get to a point where I'm penetrating something to orgasm you know it's like a very like a script but 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 this this other one dimensional yeah exactly yeah like yeah one directional too but but, <laughs> but now it's now thinking about it in terms of like yeah, what is that thing that 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 you know the thing that actually makes life so beautiful and wonderful and sexual um, it can go so many different ways in so many different directions with almost literally everyone in the world you know that 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 it doesn't have to have uh, an actual skin skin connection although that's great if that's what you want and and, and that's thrilling and wonderful but kind of like we we're talking about it, it it's so much more of a spectrum of you know um you know, it can be as simple as being there for someone um, when they're down. It can be as simple as uh, just seeing someone who's sad and telling them some compliment about what they're wearing. It can be just just that, those small, intimate connections of people that s- stick with you for a day, stick with you for a lifetime, whatever it is. Um, but but it's it's really, to me, it's like, kind of what we're all made of i don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever but but it's that sex is really what makes the world run in in the best possible way um that that the connections we make in life uh if they're not sexual then they're not meaningful i I don't know if 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 that makes sense i'm still trying to figure it out um but but it is something where i'm where i'm uh having a lot of fun kind of (laughs) reinterpreting a lot of the relationships and and, and people. And and it actually makes me think a lot more like, you know, I think so much of myself been deadened to other people. My life has been very heads down and, and, you know, stick to my lane. Um, But now it's much more around. And and, and even to the point of like, you know, I I think I probably have been terrified of straight men for a long time, for a lot of different reasons, terrified of my attraction Mm -hmm. to straight men for a lot of reasons, um, and, and, but now I think, you know, there's, there's something beautiful. Maybe this guy is not into me because he's straight and I'm into him because he's a man. Um, but that's nothing to be scared of. You know, you can still play with that. You can still right. have fun with that. You can still tell this guy, he looks beautiful. Even if, you know, he, you know, provided you think it's safe and it's in the right You've established a relationship and there's trust, you know, there, there is, there is, uh, you know, you can't go too far too fast, but there's you know, boundaries.
1: yeah, Yeah. the boundaries, boundaries. Yeah, yeah.
0: but, but don't be afraid of that. And and you can still have that connection with someone and it might be sexually charged maybe more on one end than the other, Um, but it's all part of sex. I I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of blabbering now, but, but it's been a part (laughs) of me that I feel like it's, it's just that spark, that spark of connection that, you know, when you feel it, you feel it. And it's just such a wonderful, joyous part of being alive. And that's kind of where I am with sex now.
1: That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've interviewed a lot of different types of, of people with different types of relationships and, um, those who are, are polyamorous or have an open relationship, you know, they, they talk about this connection they can have with people that are outside of a sexual relationship, but you can find deeper connections in a different Mm -hmm. level. And I just like that, all the pressure just falls away when you're like, I'm going to screw that person. <laughs> yeah. That's a very possible, you know, <laughs> but I'm not, you know, because I have just went up to the the boundary line mm-hmm. instead of just being so afraid and drawing my own mm-hmm. or having it be so black and white. And right. I just was thinking like that there was a very, very specific time in my life. I would not uh, talk one-on-one with another man ever. Mm. Um, and even if it was like a neighbor or, a, a child's, uh, one of my kid's friends, dad, and I was like, needed to text or call and be like, Hey, so-and-so your kid. Um, it was so uncomfortable for me to have mm. this interaction. Mm. And then after I was just like, Oh yeah, I need to really let that go. Like, that was a <laughs> piece of shame mm-hmm. that had been instilled for so long that the only interaction I should have with another man is for sexual attention. Mm-hmm. And so to just be like, no. That was just a, <laughs> a permission thing for myself, but it was uh-huh. a really um, crazy realization. So to hear those other things and to hear what you were saying, you know, it's just, it absolutely, you can still find a level of connection if you're giving yourself permission and to redefine sex, redefine sexuality and how really it does touch everything. It is yeah. in everything. It's baked into yeah. every conversation, every connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really cool. Where can folks find your movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you go to sexplanation.com, we will have all the links, everything you can do. i follow us on social media, Sexplanation, and 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 you can get the movie. It'll be available on all the major kind of video on demand platforms. So, so and, and it should be available worldwide uh, some, on some things. So, so if you check our website, you will, the links will be there for your country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because other countries sometimes still have some very strict guidelines. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so, so exciting. One piece of advice that you'd have for anyone that's listening.
0: Take, take the first baby step today. You know, it it's, it's again, it's all about baby steps. You know, you, 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 you can't change overnight. Um, the shame will be there forever, but, but you can, you can confront it in a way that's healthy. Um, find that one little thing that you've always thought about and never told anyone you know talk around it talk about something you heard on the internet talk about this news story you heard what do you think of this find the person and and, and you, you'll be surprised i think it, it it might take a long time um and it might require new communities mm. um but but you'll be surprised by it when you are vulnerable and open in slow slow steady ways uh how you look back you know 1 to 5 years and how drastically more beautiful your life can be and more open and lovely and so and so just have that first tiny little baby step today keep at it and and uh, i promise you life will be just that much better
1: that's beautiful thank you so much it's truly a pleasure to get to know you and oh, um thank, thank, you, thank you, you so much for your it. work to yeah. spread some knowledge and awareness and um, opportunity for people to have better, healthier connections. Uh, so thank you so much. And thank for all you. of our listeners, don't forget to follow us on social media. Um, and a huge shout out and thank you to all of our Patreon members. Um, really the podcast goes on because of all of you. If you want to donate to the show, become a patron, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash salty And like all fun sex things, typically that's behind some type of monitoring. So you do have to do the full address slash, forward slash salty sex cast to find us. Um, maybe one day we can change the world and their viewpoint and not so much fear and shame around that word, that three letter word, um,
0: <laughs> Slow. But, yes,
1: exactly. So <laughs> thank you everyone. We'll see you all next week. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex cast. Ready for round 2? Find us on Facebook.